Testing. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God some glory in this house. Oh, you might as well put your hands together. Because if you came to hear me, you came to hear the wrong person. But if you came to hear from the Most High God, I expect you to put your hands together. No, no, not yet. No, that's not it. Because, see, if we told you Oprah or, or a basketball player or a rapper was coming in, we would stand up and say, oh, who's coming? But how much more noise should we make for the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the God that created the heavens and the earth? How much more should we exalt the name of the Most High God? Oh, he's been too good to me to be quiet. He saved me from too much. He brought me out of too much for me to sit up here and act pretty just because y'all looking at me. But if you only knew my whole testimony, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me stop. I'm supposed to be holy. Good morning. God bless you. Bless you. It's so good to see you. Let me tell you something. This is exactly why God gave me this message I'm going to talk about today. Um, before I get started, to Pastor Graham, thank you so much for having me again. Um, on behalf of Dr. Hagen, who's not here, thank him also. It is just an honor and a privilege. I don't take it lightly to stand here today. But I believe that God put something in my mouth for you. Two people said amen. Now I got, that's all I needed. I just needed, my wife's here, so she's going to say amen, so I'm good. I don't care. I don't care. But what I really want you to do is open yourself up for what God is getting ready to do. Let's agree in prayer. Father, as I talk this morning, God, none of me, but all of you, let me just fade completely out and you come completely to the front. So as I'm talking, they're hearing your voice and not mine. Now, God, I know what you're going to do. You're going to say something in a way that they're going to say, how did he know that? But it's not me. It's going to be you confirming in the word. So, Father, I already know the outcome of this service is going to change lives forever. Because when you get in the room, you make things happen. So, Holy Spirit, come in this room. I'm looking for an Acts chapter 2 and 4 movement that you would come and blow into this sanctuary and shake the people in this room and break yokes of bondage and lies off of their lives so they can go out and fulfill the call you put on their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can you give God some glory? So today, God gave me this topic to talk to you about, and it's called, It's a New Thing. Tell somebody, it's a new thing. Tell somebody else, it's a new thing. Now listen, you know when you have something new on that you think's cute. You know when you have on your nice new Vans, or you got your nice new little shirt on, because you make sure everyone sees, and how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. You know when you're cute, because at church, I always tell when people have a good outfit on because they want to come up with the offering. You know, like, good morning, pastor. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And I'm like, what is the fashion show? Why are we doing this? But there's something about new things that make you feel fresh. Have you ever gone and tried on clothes? And you have a nice outfit on, but when you put on the new clothes in the dress room, you look at your old clothes like, what is this? You put on a new tennis shoe in the store, and then you look at your other one like this old thing here. The reason I say that is because what God is getting ready to do on this campus is a new thing. And the old stuff's not going to work anymore. See, I'm glad you know, President Hagen's not here because maybe he would yank me, but it's okay. I believe that God is getting ready to do a new thing. 
You don't believe me? Let's look at the word. Mark 2, says this, and no man putteth new wine into old bottles. You don't take new wine and put it into an old bottle. Else, the new wine doeth burst the bottle. So if you take some new wine and you started to pour it into an old bottle, that old bottle is going to burst because it can't contain the new wine. God is getting ready to do something in your life that your old life cannot contain. God is getting ready to change your life in a way that when people see you, they go, you have to be new because the old you could handle that. Oh, I'm getting ready to preach, not because of me, but God wants to release you. And he says, else the new wine do it burst, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred or destroyed. So when I saw this, I said, but new wine must, it must be put into new bottles. So I said, well, let me make sure you hear exactly what I'm saying, because I don't want anyone leaving here today saying, Chapel was the bomb. He was basically saying, go drink. I like him. Because I'm telling you, I've learned as a pastor, people walk away and be like, basically today's service is about drinking. I love you. You're good. I'm like, how did, how did we get to, huh? But it was a visual that they were saying, God was saying, and what the Bible is saying here is, don't take this new thing and try and force fit it into something old. Your life is getting ready to go somewhere else, and you have to be very careful that you don't do this. I'm going to bring all my old stuff with my new life. Now, don't I look foolish? Hey! Where y'all going? Y'all going to eat? I want to go eat. Where y'all going to eat? Let me fit in. You can't get in the car with all of that. I almost titled this, You Got Junk in Your Trunk, but I didn't think they were going to handle that. I didn't know how they were going to put that on the screen if I told you the name of the message was Junk in Your Trunk. See, I believe that what God wants to do in your life is this new thing. The question is, are you ready for it? And then number two, will you let him do it? And then number three, will you let the old stuff go? Because what's interesting is, see, the new wine is going to waste on the floor because this old bottle can't handle it. That means the blessing that God is getting ready to do in your life, if you don't do this new thing, it's going to be wasted on the floor. You have been called for a reason. How many of you didn't plan on coming to North Central when you were, like, in high school? Thank God for prayer, because if not, it'd be an empty room. But listen, listen, look at what God has done. But let me tell you what happened. I believe God called you, and you didn't even know you were being called. And you didn't even know that you were going to be in this room in the middle of a snowstorm again in five days, but another snowstorm. You didn't even know, but God said, listen, what I'm going to do is this. I'm going to set them up. I'm going to set her up. I'm going to send her to North Central. I'm going to have her be there for two years. I'm going to have him there for one year. He's going to be almost a senior getting out. She's going to be ready to graduate. And I'm going to have this dude come named Pastor Chris. And I'm going to use him to cut them free from old so they can get ready for new. This has nothing to do with me. This was predestined and preordained from the moment you were put in your mother's womb. That God said, this will be the day that I'm going to end your old and I'm going to start something new. So let's dig in the word a little more. So here's a story that I love. It's in Acts 3, 1 through 16. And it says this, one day at three o'clock in the afternoon, Peter and John were on their way into the temple for prayer meeting. 
Where were they going? Y'all not going to prayer at 3 o'clock. You're going to be like, Pastor, I don't want, no, no, not 3 o'clock prayer. They're on their way to a 3 o'clock church service. Let's make it real simple. At the same time, there was a man crippled from both being, a man being crippled from birth being carried up. So they're coming in on one side getting ready to go to church, and here's this crippled guy. He's getting ready to get seated. So every day, this crippled gentleman, he was set down at the temple gate, the one named Beautiful, to beg from those going into the temple. Another translation says it this way. This guy's friends would come pick him up every morning because he was crippled, and they would bring him to the gate Beautiful to do his job for the day, and his job was to beg. Let's not judge him. No, 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 no condemnation. He had found a way with the life he had and the things going on in his life, he found a way to make some money. His money was, I'm going to go by the church, I'm going to sit over there, and as they go into church, I'm going to say, alms, can you give me a little something? Blessed, can you help me out? Can, can you, do you have anything for me? This is what he did. But he did this every day. But all of a sudden, God is getting ready to mess up his schedule. God is getting ready to flip what he did every day, and he's going to turn his life around. Let me pause. Let me tell you, I don't know how many times you've been in chapel, but today God is saying, I'm about to flip your schedule. You thought that this was just what you do before lunch, but God said, but today I'm going to remind you who you're coming into this chapel to see. You thought you came to see whoever was going to stand behind this mic. No, you came to hear from the Most High God who is sitting on his throne, speaking through whoever is standing up here. This man was doing his thing. He's like, hey, this is what I do. I beg. I must be pretty good because I come back every day. But then it says, and when he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple, he asked for a handout. Hey, 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 can you help me out? And then Peter and John, it says this. Peter, with John at his side, looked him straight in the eye and said, look here. Now, I'm going to say this in the African-American central Bible, biblical version. Because when I read this, this sounds like people I grew up with. Look here. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. For my Latino friends, it might be a little different. Hey, say, what are you doing here, man? I'm going to do a stereotype on everybody so nobody can get mad. White guys, white women, he might be like, hey, how are you? Okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. So I hit everybody. I miss anybody? So, so nobody can text later on. Don't post talking about, he was dogging us out. But he says, Peter and John say, hey, hey, look here. Grabbed his attention. Now, look, the beggar looks up like, he says, look here. Because if you're begging and somebody says, look here, you're like, yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. And he says, he looked up expecting to get something from them. He at least was expecting something. Do you even come in this room expecting something, or is this part of your class schedule? Do you come in this room saying, well, I know I go in there, and then it's closer to the lunchroom if I sit over here. Is that why you do it? Or do you come in this room and remind yourself it's not the cross nor the steeple, but it is the power of the most high God that is going to be in this room? Did you come here expecting anything? And then he says he was looking up, and he looked up expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, I don't have a nickel to my name. And it's not that I feel they really didn't have any money at all, but his point was, you don't need money. You've been getting money here and there. You need a change in your life. 
You don't need just another sermonette. You don't need me to come up here and just say a couple of scriptures. No, you need a change in your life. Does anybody in this room say, I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for church unusual. I'm churched out. I don't want the normal anymore. I want a transaction with Jesus. Or do I just want to come in here and do my songs? You are my strength. Strength like Dang God, you don't want nothing. Now, what you want to do is come in here and at least give God the same hope that the man was giving to other men. He at least looked at him expecting something. But then he says, this is how good God is. The man is expecting a couple pennies, but God is saying, I'm getting ready to change your life. You came here to hear the sermon, but God said, no, boo-boo, I'm getting ready to change your life. Put it in your phone. Take a picture. Snapchat this. My life changed this morning. When you leave here today, get you a good spot. Because you know, have you ever seen somebody doing selfies and they don't know somebody's watching them? I was, in, I was in a restaurant once, and I didn't know what was going on because at the angle, I couldn't see the person's hand. And all I saw was this young lady, and she was. And I said, the devil, Father, in the name of Jesus. I didn't know, because I was like, it's a split personalities. I didn't know what was going on. And then I looked around the corner, and she had her phone, and she was working it. See, what I'm saying is, you posting stuff to let people see you in action, let them see you movement. Ah, let them see your movement. See, a picture is a moment in time, but a movie is something that has action. See, some of you are taking pictures, and God is like, I'm trying to make a movie. I'm trying to take you from one part to another part. See, a picture is there, and it's done. You take it, and it's standard. It stays still. But a movie continues to go. It continues to unfold a story. What God is doing this morning in you, he is turning this over to the next part of your story. Back to the man. So the man's begging, and he says, listen, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you. I didn't come. Look, if you're looking at me like, I wonder if he's going to write checks. That's not happening. I'm not writing a check for nobody today. Maybe we should, pay. let me ask my wife, you want to pay somebody's tuition off? She said, no, I was going to say yes, but he says this, can you give me some money? He's expecting one thing. And then God says, through the men of God, that's not what you need. He says, Peter, Peter says, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. What I love about this is he didn't give him a chance to think about it. Before he could start reasoning, well, wait a minute, hey, bro, hey, hey, you see me? I don't walk, chief. Don't you think if I could walk, I'd be walking? Don't you think if I had legs to do that, I'd get up? But see, what God did so quick, he snatched him before he had a chance to reason himself out of a miracle. See, I'm trying to snatch you before you try and remember, what's his name again? What church is he from? Where did he come from? I'm trying to let the word of God grab you so quick that before you know it, you're up and walking into this thing that God has called you to do. So then he says, hey, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And it says, and he grabbed him 
by the right hand and pulled him up. Why didn't he get down with him? Because he didn't need to get to his level. The man needed to come up to this level. See, if you've been waiting for God to come down here and explain stuff, God is like, I'm up here trying to bring you to another level. It says he grabbed him by the hand, and it says when he grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up, in an instant, his feet and ankles became firm, and he jumped to his feet and walked. See the vision. Here's a crippled person. Well, I'm going to use Michael because Michael's music director at our church. So I can kick him, hit him. He's on payroll. Okay. Go right down here. Oh, yeah, you stay right here. So you're going to be the crippled man. So while he's down and he's been in this position his whole life, this is what he knows. Some of you have been in this position your whole life. I'm just shy. I just, I just, I'm a little reserved. I'm a little scared. I'm intimidated in situations. See, but God is saying today, I'm ready to take you out of that. I have, I'm just a doubting person. I'm just fearful. I'm just, I just know, I just, I just, I just kind of second guess. I'm a negative person just, just because I just don't believe up front. Today, God is saying, I'm going to take you out of that. So this crippled man is sitting here, and then it says when he pulls him up, now watch what happens. It says, read with me, I don't have a nickel to my name, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Wait, now why are you pre-acting? Did you see him? There's always one in the audience. No, no. Watch this. It says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. He doesn't touch him yet. The command to walk came before the man's hand goes out to him. Read it. It says, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ, walk. After he proclaims the word, then he grabs him. If you don't have a word, you won't have faith for the next part. The reason you're having chapel daily is so that you can get the word. So when the opportunity comes up to get pulled up, you are ready. So the word you're hearing today, God is saying, I'm setting you up. Because what I'm getting ready to do is put my hand out and pull you up. Now watch this. I know that ground's hard. Watch your knees. But watch this. As it pulled him up, it says, in an instant, his feet... And ankles became firm. It's not that he doesn't have feet. And it's not that he doesn't have ankles, but they cannot support him yet. It's not that you're not saved. It's not that you don't know Jesus, but you don't have a relationship yet that's going to hold you up. So what God is saying, what I'm going to do this morning, he says, I'm going to pull you out of the lies that the enemy's been telling you. You're pretty enough. You're smart enough. You're talented enough. That's a lie from the enemy. He's getting ready to pull you out of that. And while he pulls you out, what wasn't working before in your life, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to announce, it's getting ready to work now. And then it says, when he pulled him up, This is what I love about God. When did God have the time to do surgery? I mean, when did he put the brace on and he say, you need six weeks, you're going to need some some therapy, you're going to have to walk with a cane? But no. When God does something, he has the ability to do it all in one motion. Do you know what that means? 
That means what God is doing this morning, while I'm talking, he is pulling some of you up. And all of a sudden, what wasn't working. I tried to get a job before after school, but now, now I have a job. I, I tried to get straight A's, but now I have straight A's. See, what's happening is you already have what you need. God is just going to firm it up. Your prayer no longer has to be, God, if you would just give me what I need, if you could just, if you could bring me this, if you could help me have this. God is like, you already have it. I just need to get you out of a crippled mindset. You're, you're, break it off this morning. Because the thing that's really interesting is this. When he started pulling him, he could have pulled back. Pull back. See, I'm working out. Y'all know my lifetime membership. Y'all don't know. No, pull back. Pull. See, are you doing this this morning right now? God is trying to pull, and you're like, nah, I want to stay crippled. This is how I'm comfortable. This is who I've been. This is who I am. Or are you ready to say, no, I'm ready to come up? What are you going to do today? Is this just going to be another service? You're just going to after this have a sandwich and say, he was all right. That song was pretty good. Don't miss me. Miss God. Don't pay attention to me. See, see, see listen, if, if God is saying something to you. And then it says they pulled him up. And in an instant, his feet and his ankles became firm. And then he jumped to his feet and walked. The man went into the temple with them, walking back and forth, dancing and praising God. Everybody there saw him walking around and praising God. They recognized him. Hey, that's the guy. That's the beggar that's always outside the temple gate. And they run their eyes in astonishment. Is that him? Turn, turn the lights up. Is that, isn't that the guy that's always begging? Isn't this interesting? And it says, believing what they were seeing. They were scarcely believing. And like, did, did this really just happen? Pause. They were on their way to a church service, but now they're shocked that God showed up and did something. They're on their way to a prayer service. If you go back to the first one I read, they're on their way to chapel, but then when God shows up and does something, they're like, what the, what's going on? Tell somebody, church unusual. So now he's in the church. If you've ever seen somebody who's been fighting and believing God and standing, and when they get blessed, watch out. You're like, oh, no, you, here he come. You've ever seen somebody who's gotten blessed, and then they come to church? Good morning. How are you? There's no music yet. They're just clapping. You're like, my. Because they're so excited and they're so grateful. But it says the man was saying, people were looking at him. Now watch this. And when Peter saw he had a congregation, he addressed the people. He says, oh, Israelites, why does this take you by such complete surprise? And why? Why are you staring at us as if our power or our piety made, this, made him walk? The God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his son Jesus today. Basically, we're saying, didn't you come to church to see Jesus in action? Didn't you come here to see God do something miraculous? Now, why are you shocked that he's here doing it? And then he said, this, this is so, 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know why he said that? He was saying, do you remember the miracles of Abraham? Do you remember the miracles of Isaac? Do you remember the miracles of Jacob? Do you remember the miracles of Moses? What he was basically saying is any miracle you've heard up to that point, that is the same God that's here this morning to do something. This man came to beg, but God came to deliver. Some of you came this morning just to do the normal, and I'm not judging you. Trust me. This is not me condemning you, but this is me throwing cold water saying, wake up. If the devil or the enemy has got you twisted and thinking you can't make it another day, I am here this morning to pull you up. Not by my power, nor by my might, but by the Holy Spirit. I believe God, and and can I be transparent, Pastor, Pastor Graham? I wasn't on your schedule to preach. I was not. He called me last Tuesday, and Michael can tell you the truth. I was in TJ Maxx buying a comforter. But the Holy Spirit's a comforter. You see, how you see, see pastors can get deep. Don't, don't, make me get, don't make me get deep. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. I got to come back on that. They're not ready. So my phone rings, and I said, oh, Dr. Graham, how are you doing? And he said, hey, listen, you know, we have this opening next week. We wanted to pay you like $350,000 to come. We in church. Don't let, don't let the devil use you. Come on. Yield, yield, yield. No, didn't happen. All right. And I said, well, let me look at my calendar. I'm sure I can try and make something work. And then I switched it up. And then I was saying, okay, God, well, I wasn't expecting to preach next week. What do you want me to talk on? And I just, it, I couldn't get it exactly. And then all of a sudden he was like, North Central's getting ready to go through a revival, Chris. He says, they're going to come in there thinking it's regular chapel. He said, but what I'm going to do through you is I'm going to open your mouth up and I'm going to tell them silver and gold is not what I brought to you this morning. But I brought this opportunity for God to show up in your life and to take you from where you were to where he is trying to take you to. Now, for some of you are like, man, he is yelling at us. I'm going to say it this way. God loves you too much to let you stay crippled when you're supposed to be walking. So can you close your eyes for just a minute? So I speak to every addiction that's in this room, known and unknown. I speak to every lie that's been spoken over you over your whole life. You're not that smart. You're not that good. You're not that. I'm speaking to that. I'm speaking to, I don't know if I'm enough. I just, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I have enough in me. I'm speaking to that. I'm speaking to everything that has been trying to hold you down in a crippled position. And not by my physical hand, but more importantly, God is going to reach his hand out to you right now. And God, what I believe is happening is you're saying to them, I have come to pull you up and out of that position. And God, what I'm asking you to do now is firm the ankles and the feet of the call that's upon the lives of the people in this room. And everything that has come to distract, come to lie, and come to say it won't work. Father, I believe in the name of Jesus that you're a good God. You're a strong enough God. You're a deal-breaking God, meaning the deals that they even made with the enemy with the lies they agreed to, that this morning, cut that off. And Father, now what I do is I release them 
to stand to their feet and to walk out of this room knowing that their lives will never be the same again. Can you stand to your feet? Now, the interesting thing about the man is after his healing came, the first place he went was in church. You know why he went in church? Because the church people needed to see a miracle. So can you do me a favor? Look around for a second. Look around the room. Look up in the balcony. Today's Tuesday. What I want to see happen before the week is out, come back in here and say, man, you're not going to believe what happened after that service. This week, I'm telling you what God is going to do this week. Somebody's going to walk in here and say, man, I was going through this, but that morning, it seemed like everything changed. I, I, it, I didn't even do anything. I didn't have to do anything special. God grabbed me where I was and pulled me up. Now, the question is, are you going to walk? Or are you going to go back to what's normal? Because the crippled man could have gone back to his friends the next day and said, pick me up, bring me to my spot. Or he could say, man, no, no. Take me to a new place. I got a new call. I got a new thing in my life. Father, I just thank you for the word that has come forth today. None of Chris, God. But that was you talking to your people. So I believe it is time for a new thing. And God, this new thing you're doing, they're not going to pour it into old bottles. But Father, this new life, this new call, this new purpose, oh God, I thank you that they're putting it into new wineskins. It's going to hold it. Yes, yes, the call on their life is going to be able to hold this now because they're going to walk out the plan that you have for them. So, Father, I thank you for it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, but plans to give you hope in a future. This morning, God is speaking to your hope, but he's also telling you your future. We call it done in Jesus' name. Come on, give God some glory. Amen. So I know at 11.50, we're going to consider yourselves dismissed. But what I am going to ask for just a moment, if, if we can just sing a couple songs, just not a couple, just a song. If you want to come up and just now bask in this new place that you're walking into. If you have class, go to class. No doubt, no fear, none, no condemnation. But for some of you, this is your walking moment. Woo. This is your walking moment. This is you saying to the enemy, ah, I got pulled up today. I got pulled up. You can bring the lights down. Because this isn't about me. This is you saying to God, man, I'm so glad. I'm so appreciative, Father, that you would think enough of me to have this man come who wasn't even supposed to be here to tell me today your crippled life is over. All those addictions and all those fears and all those worries, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the day the Lord has made. He's like, you go ahead and rejoice in it. Rejoice in the fact that, that it's over, that weight that you've been carrying, that thing you can't seem to get rid of, that thing that every time you show up, it's there saying, you know what you do, you know what your problem, we know, come on, don't act like we don't know what you do, you cut yourself a couple of times, you cut yourself when nobody's looking, you wear long sleeves and nobody knows, but God is saying this morning, no, 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 I'm getting ready to let that thing go. No, pastor, but I have a problem. I mean, I can't, I can't not watch that stuff on my computer. I mean, it just, it just grabs me. Even when I say no, it stays with me. But today, God is saying, I'm letting that go. God couldn't make the man good free. He pulled him up and set him free. He said, walk, before he could say, well, I don't know. God is saying this morning, come on. 
Before you go, well, I don't know. I tried before. I prayed about that before. But this is the day. It was set in your calendar before you even knew about it. That's how much God loved you. He was like, I'm going to set it up because just when they're at the edge and they're saying, I can't make it, God said, I'm going to show up that morning. I'm going to tell you, all right, I'm, you're okay. It's not going to kill you. This thing is not going to get you. We're going to take just two minutes. You are my. Come on. Come on. Just take your step of faith this morning. Just take a step of faith. Just where you are. Just receive God lifting you up. Come on. He's reaching to you this morning. Oh, Father, I release it in the name of Jesus. You are my strength. This is it. This is your strength coming this morning. Like no. You don't need anybody else. You just need God this morning. Oh, Lord, reaches. Chest. Come on, let's go, let's go big. Word of your name, you lift me up. Oh, come on, Father. You said you would lift us up today. You lift me up. Come on, come on. Fullness of your grace. In the power of your name, you lift me. Listen, listen. I wanted to, can you do me a favor, Chris? Can you kill those lights as well? Okay. I want to get it as dark as possible in this room for this very reason. What I want you to see is this. The darker it gets in your life at times, and when it seems like there's no light left, but the brightest thing in the room, if you look around, turn around and look. Keep those lights down, please. The exit signs are the things that are lit up. For a few of you this morning, it's dark. For a few of you this morning, see, I even think for somebody, you weren't going to kill yourself, but you've been thinking about it. And what God is saying this morning, I came to give you an exit. I came to give you an escape route. I came to open a door so that you wouldn't lose your life. So while these are, it's even darker now, for a few of you, this is your chance. Come on, come on, come on. Crawl on up here. Sneak up here. Come on up here and say, God, listen, man. Well, nobody's looking. I, I, you know my heart. Some of you have such a tug on your heart for ministry, but you can't minister if you're hurt. An empty vessel can't pour out water. God is trying to fill a few of you up. He's trying to fix some of these cracks because when he fills you with this new wine, he's like, I can't let that spill out. Don't miss this chance for God to heal you up. Fullness of your grace in the power of your just right where you are. Come on, receive it. Lift me up. Listen, I don't care if you're on staff. Come on, lift your hands up. Lift me up. 
in the fullness of your grace and in the power of your you lift me you lift me up we release it Father. yes 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 come on fullness of your it's your grace god it's your grace in the power of your name you lift me up you lift me up the fullness of your name in the power of your name you lift me up you lift me up real soft it's very soft and sweet the fullness of your grace in the power of your name, you lift me up. Oh, we thank you, Father. You lift me up. So, Father, I thank you that the work that has been done in here today cannot be reversed. This group will never be crippled again. Whatever had them bound, today, God, you set them free. You said whom the Son has set free. Not a pastor, not a visiting speaker. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We thank you for it. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. Walk in the fullness of what God has for you.